podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Sai. I'm joined by ex-championship striker, Cardiff City legend, Mr. Andy Campbell, to talk through the weekend's goings-on in the Sky Bet Championship. Welcome, Andy. It's great to More goals, more yeah. action. You know what I mean? It's, getting, it's, it's starting to get interesting now a little bit, I think. Yeah, it's taking a little... It, it's weird, isn't it? Like It feels like there's been loads of games, but I was looking yeah. at the table... Alien, is it still only six games gone? Yeah, I know. It's, it's just it's, things like it's, it's flew by, but at the same time, it, it feels as though I think because it's taken shape a little bit, and, and I think certain teams haven't started as well. You know what I mean? It, you, you're looking up rather than you know what I mean, looking across or down a little bit, which is the the best the best place to look. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So just quick uh, little bit of housekeeping, sponsorships, blah de blah. Uh, all our shows and series available in video format at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation and audio at all the usual podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, TuneIn Radio and loads of others. Uh, today's show is brought to you by uh, Away Day Apparel, as modelled by myself. Away Day Apparel is a casually obsessed football fans looking to bring something different to the wardrobes of like-minded people with football music and weekend carnage high on the agenda they aim to bring you some exclusive products they are edgy controversial but most importantly current from t-shirts polos shorts to hoodies jackets and accessories stick with them and they will bring you terrace wear that will turn heads and provide the cutting edge look that we all crave so yeah i had this uh, got this t-shirt from way day apparel i quite like it Lovely, lovely fit. Yeah, lovely. And what I really like about it is um, it's really good quality t-shirt. Like it's like nice and soft, and uh, it's nice. I like good. it. Yeah, sound. I like uh, I like some of their hoodies as well, and their, the hoodies. Yeah, they've, they've got some good gear. Got good, and all over social media, you know what I mean? The the very the very with what people want as well, which I like. You know what I mean? So. Indeed, yeah. I can see me getting some more stuff actually before the year is out. There we go. So. Uh, so yeah, we're going to stick with the format from last week where we did sort of three featured games and then sort of scan through the other games. Yeah. So uh, let's get started. First game, I think we'll start with the, is Cardiff and Fulham, which was Friday night. Finished one all. <sighs> I, well, I always knew it was going to be tough. I put something on uh, social media on Friday night about... Uh... I wasn't really looking forward to the game in, in, in aspects of, I think you already knew what, what it was going to be like because Fulham liked to keep the ball. Cardiff liked to upset that kind of rhythm and kind of uh, uh, kind of keep ball kind of play. Um, and it wasn't going to be, I, thought, I didn't think it was going to be a classic with loads of goals because, uh, because it was, it's full of good players and, uh, and probably tight defences, you know what I mean? But Neil Warnock needed the ship. Do need to tighten things up a little bit, obviously, after what's gone on this season, especially midweek in the cup game against Luton. 
Um, and obviously, Fulham away from home don't seem to score as freely as they do at home. So it was never going to be. Uh, it's never really going to be a great game, but it's just possession against uh, versus direct play. You know, what I mean, I thought Fulham kept the ball really well in the first half. I thought they were the they were the dominant side, um, but they didn't really create in the final third as much as what I thought they were going to do. You know, what I mean, I thought Cardiff were a lot more dominant, creating chances. You know, what I mean, and, and were unlucky not to not to score before they did score. Um, and the goal was a strange one. Josh Murphy's goal, I thought, it was a, from Cardiff's point of view, I thought it was a really good goal. And then when I watched it again a couple of times after. I thought the goalkeeper probably should have had it, you know what I mean? And I think he'll have been yeah. a little bit disappointed with it, you know what I mean? Because he is a very good goalkeeper and he made some he made some outstanding saves on the night um, and probably, for his high standards, probably should have probably should have kept that out. But, uh, but I know I raved on about him the week before, about Alexander Mitrovic and, you know what I mean? The timing of the goal was one thing, but to leave a goal scorer of that natural ability, that free in the box, you've just got, you've got zero chance. And, and from the ability of Cardiff's, Cardiff's defending, you know what I mean? They've got good enough players to, to stop those things happening, stopping the crosses going in the box, stopping the intricate players inside the box and, and then just simple stuff like marking men and not letting good players run off, run off the back of you. You know what I mean? It's so frustrating because I know exactly how good Aidan Flint can be. I know how good Sean Morrison can be, Joe Bennett. Yeah, it's, it, but it's so frustrating that it's just not happening at the minute and it's, it's, it's costing them dearly because... They should have gone on to win that game because they should have gone into half-time 1-0 ahead and it would have been such a different game and it just gave Fulham a boost at such the right time, unfortunately. Yeah, so I think, first of all, the Luton game to me, uh, like I would have liked to have won, but it means nothing in that it was load of kids and reserves yeah. generally yeah. and yeah. players who haven't been playing. So the yeah. result doesn't matter. No. But obviously, to lose in that way is not good either. Yeah. Um, I thought Aidan Flynn's had an excellent game, other yeah. than the goal. He completely switched off, which is a shame, because I thought he played a bit better last week. And then I thought he was, apart from that, was really good. He set up the goal yeah. as well with a great sort yeah. of interception. I agree with you about the keeper. Having seen my boy do, uh, like, thousands and thousands of reps of drills where you go one way and then dive back the other way. Yeah. And that's exactly what the keeper was. He would have done that a million times over the summer, let alone in his yeah, career, yeah. where yeah. he goes to the he goes to the near post and then goes across to save to the far post and to get a big hand to it, you know, he'll be disappointed. But yeah. Josh Murphy couldn't have done much else because the whoever was in the middle was not Quite up there for the cross. No, he did. He did, think, the, he did the right thing. He took the shot early, and I think that, that maybe he's caught the keeper off off guard a little bit because he was going away from goal to then get his shot away. Uh, Bettinelli just couldn't really couldn't get his couldn't get his feet sorted out, and and because he's a big guy, he couldn't really get down as quick as probably either liked. And like you say, he's still got a hand to it, but it wasn't wasn't strong enough, and you know, luckily enough, and and good enough for us that the, the Cardiff took the lead, but. Uh, I, I would like to say though, first half, I thought um, Gavin White. He was absolutely electric, outstanding. You know, he 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 ran at people. He was he was his first time seeing him live, really. And I thought he was uh, I thought he was outstanding. He was he was just direct. He was very very tricky on the ball. You know, what I mean, if I'm being ultra critical, he, he was probably getting the ball too deep and having to run far too far with the ball to to cause any problems. He's getting the ball inside Fulham's uh, inside Carter's half and then driving through. Whereas I'd like to get him get him the ball. Maybe he's 25, 30 yards out and driving in the box because by then no one can touch him and I think he'll create a lot more chances if he does that but with that to happen Cardiff need to get up the pitch and 
You know what I mean? The distances need to be uh, need to be shorter across the across the back four in the midfield. And you know what I mean? At, at times, I thought, uh, especially the back four, they, they kept quite a deep line because I think they were quite scared of the front three. And um, and if that was a tactic they were they were playing on, then great. But you know what I mean? I think the distances between everybody was just was just too big and. And they didn't really attack in numbers. It was only once, well, probably one, two, and threes instead of four, fives, and sixes. And it's it's hard oh for for Joe Rawls to, to to drive in the box and for other people to get forward. And you know, I, mean, I think that shows at the minute with that with the lack of goals that Cardiff is scoring. Yeah, I think um, I I feel like Cardiff need to get on a deck a bit more and actually pass it around because they've got some decent footballers in the middle of the park and they've got some decent wingers. And I feel like some. Sometimes they go too direct, too too quickly. Yeah, Whereas, too early, yeah. for, for, I thought I feel like Fulham reminded me a little bit of what Cardiff did against Reading. Is they had a lot of possession, yeah, in their own half on the halfway line without really doing a great deal with it in terms of creating chances. Now the only difference is Reading hit Cardiff on the break and they looked like they'd score every time they yeah. broke against Cardiff. Whereas Cardiff, obviously, they had the one goal on the break. Didn't think in a great deal of difficulty, even though they didn't have the ball. Um, so I would like to see him get it down a bit more, especially yeah, you know you yeah. got Joe Rolls in the middle. It's good. He can you know he can play little balls. He can get the ball moving, and they've got the players to do it. But yeah. I think sometimes they rely too much on that sort of direct pass, yeah, playing the channels and stuff. Also, I was I was a little bit disappointed now. You know what I mean? I think I think both teams cancelled each other out. You know what I mean? I think that's come from the Premier League a little bit that they both, you know what I mean? They both stopped each other playing rather than, you know what I mean, playing on the offensive. You know what I mean? I think especially second half when uh, uh, when Fulham came out, the, you know what I mean? They they tried to keep the ball again and then mix their game up a little bit. And I was so surprised that they tried to come out and try and bully Cardiff. I thought they came out in the second half with a little bit of a a bite about them. They were leaving the foot in a little bit. They were um, trying to upset Cardiff and trying to make it a war and. For me, that's not Fulham's game. Fulham's game is to get the ball down, pass loads of little passes, create chances, get the ball wide um, to Cal- Calavero and to knock out and get the ball forward to Mitrovic. The attacking midfielders get the full-backs forward, but it just didn't happen second half. And, and I think they tried to uh, mix it up a little bit. And Maybe Scott Parker will be happy with that, that it shows a different side of the game. But, you know what I mean? I think um, if they'd have gone at Cardiff, you know what I mean? Maybe he's like Fulham, uh, like Reading did, like you say, you know what I mean? That, that Cardiff are vulnerable at the minute. They're letting goals in. Um, and quite a lot of them. So if if, if Fulham had wanted to go and get the three points, maybe they could. You know what I mean? And I think um, once uh, Harry Arter had been sent off, I think there was probably only going to be one winner. And you know, it was a shame that Cardiff couldn't capitalise and get the winning goal and create a little bit more chances. You know, I, mean, I know that they threw the kitchen sink in the end and and brought a few players on attacking players, but it just it's just not happening at the minute. And you know, what I mean, it needs to start happening because I know we've only got six games and we could go on and win the next forty. But you know, what I mean, this is a championship and that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's impossible, yeah. I think. So it was interesting. I saw a few people on social media, like Harry Arter didn't dive because there was because con- because there was contact. It's not a dive. And then obviously Scott Parker questioned it, saying if there's contact, you know, what's he? What can he do? He's he's gone down, but whatever. But my point is that he could have actually been booked a third time because he threw the ball at the linesman. Yeah. So he probably, you know, he probably should have gone anyway. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I've, you, I think you think it's a dive, don't you? But 
Well, you think this contact there, he's being clipped. If that's his, if that's his own leg clipping him or somebody else's leg clipping him, it it doesn't mean you've got to go down four or five seconds later on. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. You look at the the Jack Grealish incident. You know what I mean. It, it could be minimal contact, and you go down. You can either go down straight away. You know what I mean, which 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 then makes it a little bit more feasible. You go down three or four or five seconds later on. It just looks ridiculous. And do you know what I mean? He, he he did throw himself quite dramatically against the floor, and it just made it look a little bit more ridiculous. And you know what I mean? He was never going to get away with it. You know what I mean? In front of the Cardiff fans. You know what I mean? Even the players. It's Sean Morrison. He, he found it funny because it just it was embarrassing. I think he was embarrassed for him. You know what I mean? And. And I think if you look if you look back at it, I think he'll be embarrassed about it as well because I'm sure he won't he won't make that mistake again because it's going to cost him playing. He's missing he's missing a couple of weeks anyway within an international break, and then you know what I mean. Then when he comes back, he can't play again, so it's, it must be frustrating for him. And, and hopefully, he learns a lesson. Yeah, and I think when you go, there is a situation where you can go down a few seconds later. But it tends to be where you've been clipped and you try and stay on your feet and then you yeah. sort of stumble. Yeah, you lose, you lose your balance, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he didn't, you know, he didn't stumble. He was, he kind of was all right and then he just went down. And yeah. this, yeah, he got, he, he, there, was con, there was contact and then he got his, he, he, he steadied and then he threw himself on the floor because he knew he was, he was going to give a throw in or a corner away and he yeah, wasn't getting out of that. Corner, that, that was a problem, so, you know what I mean? And he's, you know what I mean? It's a dive. He got a yellow card. The referee's made the right decision because, in hindsight, the referee could have changed his mind and rescinded it, and he hasn't. And he hasn't because he knows he made the right call. Yeah. And that's that's the end of it. He Simple. was um, Harry. I thought Harry. He, Harry, I thought was pretty good actually. But he was. Um, you could tell that he was really, really bang up for it, and he was a bit yeah. wound up, especially in the second half. Like the tackle on uh, Rawls wasn't too clever. No, um, well, I think uh, I think I think that's what I said. I think he was probably the catalyst for them to start um, changing their tactic, really. You know what I mean? And start winning battles in the midfield and starting leaving the foot in. You know what I mean? And starting to make it a war. And you know what I mean? He was well up for it. You could tell from you could tell really from the first minute with just trying to motivate his own team that he wasn't going to come to South Wales and wanting to lose. And you know what I mean? He's, he's he went away with the point, but got himself a red card, and I'm sure he'll be he'll be embarrassed looking back. Yeah, and I think if beforehand, if you'd asked Neil Warnock if he'd wanted like a big physical battle, or if he'd wanted Fulham to go at him with pace and moving the ball quick, he would have taken the big battle, the war over the ball moving quick and pace yeah. every yeah, single day of the week. Hundred percent. I think you know. What I mean, I think they played into Cardiff's hands, and you know what I mean. I think that's the reason why probably because Card- Cardiff didn't play great. You know what I mean? They're not playing great. They're not no. playing with confidence. They're not playing the free. The free-flowing style of football that, that's been successful for them, but you know what I mean. It's, it's there's just something something not happening. But I think you know what I mean. Uh, uh, people criticise and criticise Cardiff, especially for um, the lack of possession against Fulham. But end of the day, they drew one all with no possession of the football, or hardly any possession of the football. You know what I mean. And, and Millwall got less possession of the football a few weeks ago and got beat 4-0 so Cardiff can't have done too badly you know what I mean they, they didn't yeah. play great but they, they got a point against a very good side and, and a side who's in the playoffs for a reason because they're scoring goals and they've got very good footballers so I think it can, it can only give Cardiff a bit of confidence going into the international break refresh the players get a few lads back from injury um, and then see where they go from uh, from two weeks time Yeah they need to get the ball out to White and to Murphy and get some decent balls in the box if they're going to play Glatzel, because yeah. I do, I hope that if Glad, once Glatzel gets one goal, maybe yeah. he'll get a bit of confidence and score. But yeah. he had that one chance, and he had a header, which he 
headed uh, wide. I think it was. Possibly. Yeah, it was. It, I think he should have scored, and I think I think he's he's obviously a confidence player. But you know what I mean. It'd be nice. Uh, it'd be nice to see him get a get a run of goals because you know what I mean. I think uh, I think once he gets one, like you say, two, three, four as a centre forward, it it always seems to happen. Okay, let's move on to the next featured game. So that just to say, the next two games are Reading and Charlton and Leeds and Swansea. Um, so we're going to talk about the team playing. The best football in the league at the moment and my second favourite team to watch. And uh, that's Reading versus Charlton. I love watching both these teams, but Charlton in particular, I've been really impressed with uh, Lee Bowyer's tactics. I've said it every week, but like, I, yeah. it's just impressive. Well, I'm going uh, I'm, I'm to start by uh, just mentioning uh, one, one player in particular, and that's, uh, that's Lyle Taylor. And I just can't, I can't for the life of me believe that someone's coming to the championship from League One and started so brightly. I can't remember this ever, ever, ever happening. You know what I mean? All right, he's scoring penalties. He's also, the, the, the way he's taken them, the arrogance he's taken them. He's leading the line. He's, he's got a good touch. He's bringing people into the game. He's setting goals up. And he's, he's, he's probably the catalyst for why, why Charlton has started so brightly because he's defending from the front. He's working hard. He's closing people down. And Lee Boyer is, you know what I mean? He's, 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 if he doesn't get manager of the month, um, this month or last, you know what I mean, to start the season, he's, there's just something wrong because he's just been outstanding, you know what I mean, to come from, from League One to, from the playoffs um, and to get the start they have is, is just outstanding, you know what I mean, we've spoke, we've spoke and we've praised Reading over and over, especially since the Cardiff game, you know what I mean, they've, they've took some, some excellent points, they've scored goals, they've created chances, but Charlton blew them away, um, Charlton started bright, I thought, in the first half, I thought uh, Lyle Taylor probably should have scored. Uh, before Reading hit the crossbar, and then it was a, a, an excellent save by Dylan Phillips. You know what I mean? I thought I'd a, had a, had an outstanding game. He, he made a great save uh, later on, um, uh, and then second half they just they just blew them away with with, with two goals. I thought uh, I thought the penalty was a blatant penalty for the second goal. Um, I think that they took a deserved lead. All right, it was a, it was a massive deflection. I think it was the I think it was the, the wide man Leco. I think he was, might have been playing through the middle, but. Good strike, but took a deflection. And but they've got to deserve. Got to, you know to go to go to Reading at the minute and and, and beat them two 0 is just a, a a massive result and a massive statement. And if they can continue with half the way that they're doing at the minute, uh, go a long way because I mean there's always one shock. And we said this, you know what I mean? We're trying to work out who it is, but so far they look like they've they've come down from the Premier League with loads of money and the, and the, and they're blowing blowing everybody out of the water. I just I just and I hope it continues because you know what I mean for Lee Boyer alone, I think they deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought, like, obviously, Pushkas hit the bar. He also had a one-on-one saved, which I thought he probably should have scored. And you know, on another day, there's two goals for Reading. Um, yeah. I thought Connor Connor Gallagher, I thought was really, really good again. Yeah. Um, but like, in what we said last week, like Charlton defended so well last week, and they did it again today. They defended, and those mm. little periods of the game where Reading did carry attack or did break or did get a bit on top wasn't very much of it but they did have their moments especially in the sort of first half they just kept their shape well they held firm and they made sure that they didn't concede and then when you've got people like you know Lyle Taylor and Leco and uh, Conor Gallagher they, they're causing problems for the other team um, and again I thought Bowie uh, was spot on with his tactics. I really liked, with about 15 minutes to go, he brought on Darren, Pratt, uh, Darren Prattley 
and yeah. practically just completely closed down the game. Sure, they killed the game, yeah. yeah, and just killed it. Yeah, and then Red think, never think... really had that big chance towards the end of the game where they could get back into it. So they just completely, you know, they just didn't let them get a foot back in the game. Yeah, I think they're playing with such belief as well, though. You know, what I mean, I think I think they believe that they're going to score goals. I think they believe that they're going to create chances. Uh, I think they believe they're going to keep clean sheets. You know what I mean? Like, as I spoke about there, I spoke about the goalkeeper that I thought he was, uh, he was outstanding, Dylan Phillips. You know what I mean? And, and as, as a group of players, if you've got your confidence in a goalkeeper, they're going to keep clean sheets. One goal, two goals is enough to win you a game in, in the championship. And there's always, you know what I mean? Like we spoke about Barnsley in League One, that they, they keep a record number of clean sheets and, and then they win these games 1-0, 2-0. Uh, you know what I mean? Or let minimal goals in and... You know what I mean, and, and Charlton at the minute are, get, are getting it right. You know what I mean, and, and I probably feel sorry for them the most that this um, international breaks come along because it could be a massive hindrance to them because they are two weeks off by the time they come back. You know what I mean? Everyone might have players back, and whoever they're going to play next, all uh, it, it could be a it could be it could be a, 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 a detriment really. And you know what I mean? I hope they carry on because Lee Boy deserves it after the start he's made, and uh, and and you know I mean, I think he deserves it to continue for that that little bit longer and. You know what I mean, and I'm I'm so intrigued to see yeah uh, to see Lyle Taylor take his next penalty because if he takes it any more casually, then uh, I think he might end up just falling over because you know what I mean if if he misses it, it looks like the worst penalty in the world. But because he's putting it away, he's he's got that swagger about him and and that belief and that confidence and you know what I mean. I I can't wait to see his next one. And you know what I mean. And I hope if I ever do get to see the boy live, and I hope they get to see a penalty live because it'll just be uh, it's 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 uh, it's looks like a work of art. Yeah, it's impressive, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, um, so yeah, Charlton have won four, drawn two, which is a you know unbelievable to come up from League One and do that. Um, in answer to your question, one of the one of the last strikers to do it was Robert Earnshaw. Well, there you Cardiff. go. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, I'm sure there's been a, I'm sure there's been a couple of others. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a couple of others, but yeah, he's no, to top mind. job. Top draw. He's in. He's in. He's in. He's in good company then. Ah, uh, and um, the, other, I, the, the last thing I'd say as well on Reading is Reading weren't terrible. No. I don't think this is giving enough credit to, to to Charlton because Reading created chances. You know what I mean? The, the crossbar. They had a one on one. You know, the goalkeeper made a good save. You know what I mean? They the, the should have probably taken the lead before before half time, and then you know what I mean? Half time probably. He, uh, Lee Boyer changed his tactics a little bit. You know what I mean? They created, uh, they, they got a, a fortunate goal with a deflection for Leco, but got a deserved penalty. But then they should have scored as well later on. But Dylan, Dylan made another good save, and you know what I mean. So I'm not saying for one minute they played badly. It's just that uh, you know what I mean. But Reading got hit sucker punched by 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 some good and clinical finishes in the end. Yeah. So as uh, as you were just saying, like when you can keep. When you can, if you can keep a clean sheet, you're always in the game. Yeah. Um, which moves us on to the next game, which was uh, Leeds nil, Swansea one, mm. uh, with Routledge getting the winner in the 90th minute. Leeds will be wondering how they've come away with no points. I think. Well, we spoke. We spoke. I think it was the first week, wasn't it? When um, it was the first home game when um, when Bamford missed uh, two or three guilt edge chance. I think he hit the crossbar. Um, on the first home game, and and yet again, it's 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 causing a problem for Leeds. Missed chances, you know what I mean? They're creating a, a a number of chances, but they've got to put them in. You know what I mean? Because 
the way that game was was panning out, you know, I mean, everybody in the whole stadium would have said, "We're going to lose. We're going to lose this." Because the longer the game goes, and Swansea have beliefs, Swansea are full of good players, Swansea are full of attacking players, you know, what I mean, you give them, you give good sides half a chance uh, at nil nil, one nil, one nil down. Maybe they're going to suck a puncher, and you know, what I mean, it's going to it's going to come back to haunt you. And you know, what I mean, fair play to Swansea, they stayed in the game. They, they shouldn't deserve, or they didn't deserve to be in the game. They should have been out of sight and out of, out of mind early doors. And Leeds missed some. Uh, some horrific chances, um, simple chances, um, sitters, so to speak. But uh, in the end, Wayne Routledge scored a, uh, a scruffy goal, I'll call it. Cause I'm, I, I, I guarantee you he won't hit any worse shots and that'll end up in the back of the net. Cause I thought it was a, a dreadful goal for the Leeds point of view to give away, especially after what's happened, you know what I mean, that some of the poor Leeds finishing um, didn't end up in the net. But... Uh, and not a great shot uh, from Wayne Routledge ended up in the uh, in the Leeds net, and the celebrations at the at the goal was uh, was just fitting for for I think relief uh, and a relief three points. And you know what I mean? The managers come out breaking records and and starting the season with with a record number of points for that for, for them. And you know what I mean? Good luck to them because the you know what I mean? They're playing all the stuff at the minute, and uh, and going away to Leeds it can only be full of confidence. But then I've just said there the international break could be a hindrance for Swansea City as well because you know what I mean they want to continue this good form and obviously they can't do it now for another couple of weeks yeah I think in the in the preview show I'd said that Swansea they had some really good attacking players but I wondered whether they had the defensive players to 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 be able to sustain a challenge um and like they've made me look silly because their defense has been outstanding particularly in the last two or three weeks they were really good. Um, Woodman has kept him in the game in goal uh, for large parts of the game. He's made yeah. some great saves. Mm. Um, from a Leeds point of view, you know you've got you've got to take one of those chances. There was a few. There was at least I think three, which you know you got to score them. Yeah, you're right. It's the lad on loan from Arsenal. I can't pronounce his name, so sorry. Apologies, my ignorance. But he, he came uh, on and he's. he's Nick, yeah, Nikita, Nikita, Nikita. He's, he's, you yeah. know, what I mean, he's, he's obviously got a good, good pedigree. He's came on his scored against Salford. He came on his scored the winner, um, the other week. You know what I mean? So he's, he's, he's a good finisher. But you know, what I mean, we spoke about Paddy Bamford the other week. That you know, what I mean, centre forwards have the off days as well. And you know, what I mean, he, he didn't have a, he didn't have a great afternoon. And you know, what I mean, he, he, he probably had, he, he only came on with half an hour to go. And you know, what I mean, he probably could have had two or three easily. Uh, goals for himself if he'd uh, just been a little bit more composed and obviously came back to bite him on the backside a little bit with uh, with the late winner. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, whether it's Cardiff playing Fulham, Lee, uh, Swansea playing Leeds, when you play in Leeds and Swansea this year, no matter who you are, you're going to expect for the other team to have the majority of the ball, and you're going to have to you're going to expect to have to defend for large portions of the game and defend yeah. your own box and. Swansea did it really well. They, you know, yes, Leeds should have taken their chances, but Swansea stayed in the game and then it hit them with the sucker punch at the end. Yeah, uh, Leeds will be disappointed with the ch- chances they missed and the the you know the, the the state of the goal. Really, it was it was scruffy and it was went through a crowd of people and it wasn't like it was. A powerful shot through a crowd of people. It yeah. was like a scuffed, sliced shot which rolled into the corner. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Is you know sometimes they go in. I think yeah. Swansea's biggest issue going for the rest of the season will be the depth of their squad 
Yeah, um, I, 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 sure. I, I can see I can see them being able to, to sustain this. You know what I mean? I think if you look at Leeds' squad, you look at Leeds' bench, you look at some of the lads that Leeds haven't gotten. You know what I mean? If I was going to pick out the two sides, I'd still go down Leeds United all day long because you know what I mean. Oh, on yeah, another yeah. on another day, Leeds United would have beat them five easily. You know what I mean? With a bit of luck and a bit of composure, on another day, you know what I mean. We're talking here about about Leeds United being champions elect in, in September. You know what I mean? Because they were, they, were, they were that good. You know what I mean? But they lost the game. You know, you know what I mean? That's not going to happen every week. You know what I mean? Next week, I'm sure. Oh, two weeks time. Sorry, I'm sure we'll be talking about um, about. Uh, Natalia, Paddy Bamford scoring two each and they're winning 4-0 away from home because, you know what I mean, they beat Stoke City last week comfortably, could have been more than three. This week should have been more than three again, but they're, they're going to miss the chances. So it's just, it is just one of those things, you know what I mean? But, it, you know what I mean, you, you, you pay to be entertained and the Leeds fans are certainly getting that at the minute, certainly getting that, you know what I mean? They're, they're watching a side, creating chances um, and, all right, it's just one game and I'm sure... I'm sure Bielsa will have them uh, have them turned around by 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 two weeks' time and scoring scoring goals freely once again. Yeah, well, as as we'll talk about in a minute, but um, you know, you know yourself as a striker, there's going to be times, periods, games where you miss chances and you feel like it might get to you. You've got to you've just got to make sure that you're still in the position for the next chance in the next week and make sure that it doesn't become an ongoing thing. And like we yeah. discussed with Andy, Andy Cole, the amount of chances he used to miss, yeah. but he still scored a great, you know, a great deal of goals. Um, Paddy Bamford had a nightmare in that first or second game, but then mm-hmm. came back with scoring, you know, a few games in a row, and someone yeah. else did that as well uh, after yeah. having a bit of a nightmare. So we'll discuss that in a minute. Well, you don't uh, become okay. bad players overnight, do you? You don't, be, you don't become a bad no, player overnight. It, yeah. You know what I mean? So cream always rises to the top, I believe, and I'm sure Leeds will be back. You know what I mean? And and they'll uh, and they'll and they'll probably hit somebody soon for a, a big score and you know what I mean that won't surprise me one little bit. Probably be fucking Cardiff. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, next up we got Bristol City two, Middlesbrough two. So as always, I'll uh, pass this one on to you, mate. Uh, I was a little bit a little bit disappointed in the end because uh, I think Middlesbrough started really brightly. Uh, I thought they were unlucky not to take the lead through Ashley Fetcher. They hit the post. You know he didn't he didn't hit it great, but. The keeper didn't, you know, what I mean, didn't get anywhere near it. Um, you know what I mean? And then, uh, and then just before half time, sucker punch. Um, Casey Palmer scored off a set piece, good header, poor defending. Um, you know what I mean? And then Middlesbrough up against it, and then, uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm at half time talking to a, a couple of a couple of my mates, and, and just and just talking about how upset and how worried I am about about the season. You know what I mean? That you lose this game, you. You're struggling a little bit, you know what I mean already. You know what I mean because you've only this is a sixth game. We've only got five points, and you know what I mean for a big club like Middlesbrough, it was it was it was it wasn't looking great. Um, and then Kummer cure an own goal by uh, by Moore, which you know what I mean didn't know anything about. I did feel sorry for him, but it was a great ball in by Paddy McNair and at the back stick, Moore turned it into his own goal, and it just revitalised Middlesbrough for a sombre long to go and score um, four minutes later. I think there was a. A massive hint of offside. You know what I mean? Uh, it was, you know what I mean. People going about VAR in the championship and Middlesbrough being unlucky, but on about the things even out over the course of the season. And for me, I thought it was offside. Uh, he got he got the other side of the defender. All right, the defender headed it back, but he's still 15 yards further the other side of him. He hit it across the goalkeeper. Hit the post goes in. You know what I mean? And, and then you're thinking, can you just hold on? Can you just show the grit and determination and defend like we have done in the previous years? And it wasn't to be. And then. Um, Tommy Rowe turns up, 
in the box, unmarked, smallest player on the pitch, and, 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 and divert a header in. And that's the biggest frustration for me. We've got six foot four, six foot five defenders to pick up in the box, and you know what I mean. For to not pick up a, the smallest player on the pitch is just criminal, and you know what I mean. I was so disappointed because we've got uh, arguably one of the best centre halves Middlesbrough have ever had as a manager, and we just don't seem to be able to defend and can't defend off corners and. I, I kind of can't put my finger on it. You know what I mean? Neil Warnock, we, notoriously good defender uh, as a manager, it keeps his pride in his clean sheets. Jonathan Woodgate, England and the national defender. And we just can't seem to defend. And we've got to get these things right because we just spoke about that. Clean, sheet, clean sheets win games. Um, and, you know what I mean? Middlesbrough are far, far away from uh, from keeping clean sheets at the minute. Yeah, it was, um, it was a bit of a, an end-to-end game. It was like forty yards attempts on goal. So you yeah. know, it's Pro- a wide proper, champ- match. proper championship game. Yeah. Proper championship game. Yeah. Um, I thought Bristol looked, you know, really set at one point. It looked like it was going to be a pretty comfortable day. Yeah, so did I. And then they just kind of they they picked up another couple of injuries. They their injury list is unbelievable. The physios um, must be the busy, busiest people in the championship because I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? I think, and I think it's muscle injuries as well. He was, Lee Johnson's <clears> talking about hamstrings and like three or four hamstrings, which is just never been heard of. Are they warming up properly? Are they warming down? It, it, there's, there's something then not right. You know what I mean? Because mus, muscle injuries are, you know what I mean? They, they, they shouldn't be happening that that often, you know what I mean, to players. But Yeah, I think, who was it? There was a Premier League, a big team who had problems in a couple of years literally quite recently it was it was Sam Allardyce yeah and I think Sam Allardyce did it as well and, and I think it was over over training you know what I mean I, I played years yeah. ago for Sam Allardyce and it was a his training was very physical it was very very demanding especially um, right. leg wise you know what I mean a lot of running you know what I mean and it's just it's, it's all about recovery now the games come thick and fast you know what I mean you can, you can, you can do all the running you want in the next two weeks to get fit again um, during this uh, during this window but you know, I mean, when the games are coming Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Monday, Saturday, Friday, it's, you know, what I mean, you've got to recover right and be and be tip top shape come uh, come match day. And you know, what I mean, obviously Bristol City are picking up some uh, some some shocking injuries, and the, and the list continues. I think I think we spoke about the window being bad timing for certain teams. I think for for, for Bristol City, uh, it's perfect yeah. because it'll give them an opportunity to get some of these players back on the training ground. So. So Lee Johnson can work with them, and um, and you know what I mean. They'll, they'll they'll definitely be up there, Bristol City, I believe, because I thought they played some good stuff. I think the attacking numbers, um, you know what I mean. I think they had about a ten minute, twelve minute spell against Middlesbrough of uh, a bit of madness where they they're all over the place. Obviously, goals change games, and it certainly did on on uh, on Saturday morning because uh, because the first goal turned into the second goal, and then uh, and then I think they rocked a little bit. It took them probably fifteen minutes to get going again. Yeah, Bristol need to get those players fit, I think. Um, but yeah, then saying that they spent they've spent so much money over the last twelve to eighteen months. They they've got a massive squad. Yeah, yeah. The list is. Uh, I think I said to you a couple of weeks ago. I think Burra should stick with Woodgate. I, I can see signs that it's starting to come together. I still every time I say that the next game they get thumped or they're terrible. But yeah. I do see. Whenever I've I've seen highlights or watched an extended sort of part of their game, and I thought yeah. they did in patches did pretty well Saturday it's, morning. But it's 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 what it's what you want as a supporter, Si, You know what I mean? Because you know what I mean. Middlesbrough have been starved of attacking football for years and years and years. Karankas, Tony Pulis, 
you know, we've, we've been starved. You know what I mean? So I certainly am going to come on here and criticise uh, for the for the for the way that we're going forward because when you go forward in numbers like like they are trying to do and they are doing. It's going to leave a massive gap at the back, you know what I mean? So it's just finding that fine balance, and and it's not just defenders who defend. Midfielders have got to defend, strikers have got to defend, set pieces. Everyone does the job, um, you know what I mean? Because obviously teams in this league, you know what I mean? Everyone's everyone's a a, a wizard at uh, at set pieces, and everyone seems to be scoring goals from set pieces left, right, and centre. And you know what I mean? It's about attacking and defending, and you know what I mean? If Middlesbrough start keeping clean sheets, they could fly at the table because they're certainly scoring goals for fun. Indeed. Okay, next up, Birmingham two, Stoke one. Oh, mate, where do we start? I, with Stoke. I, I, I don't know. I, I, do, do you know what? Part of me, part of me, did feel sorry for them on Saturday because uh, because I thought I thought they were better. I thought they created a lot of chances. Tom Ince had a had a decent game and a couple of chances. Obviously, they took they took the lead. Um, it was a great ball in the box and uh, Lindsay scored with the back ahead uh, uh, of the back stick. And I thought then, here we go. You know what I mean? Because they just beat Leeds in the week in the cup. You know what I mean? All right, he made a lot of changes. He put Jack Butland back in goal and he changed over again and Federici played back in goal on Saturday. But I just thought, they've taken the lead probably for the first time this season. So they're going to go on and they're going to win the game because Birmingham, you know what I mean? The fans the fans get on the backs when, when they go behind and obviously everyone will have been turning up expecting to beat Stoke and it, it just didn't happen. And it's just Stoke City all over. The default, they felt a bit. I've just spoke then about Bristol City letting letting a couple of goals in with a couple of moments of madness, and I say the same with uh, with Stoke. You know what I mean? What is it, seven, 73 and seventy six or something like that? Two, three, two goals in the space of five minutes. Yeah. It's just criminal. You know what I mean? Yukovic's header. You know, I didn't think it was a, a great header. I thought the keeper could have done a little bit better, if I'm honest. You know what I mean? And I think looking back, he'll be disappointed. Uh, and then the winner. You know what I mean? It was the the the, the worst and probably the unluckiest deflection you're going to get. It was I'm pleased for the mm. for the young boy, but uh, you know what I mean. But the deflection absolutely killed him. I think it just sums up um, Stoke's luck because I, I I did feel sorry for them because you know what I mean. The 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 go and beat the go and beat Leeds in the cup uh, deservedly so. You know what I mean? And and you know what I mean. We we want the good good the good players doing well. The good teams doing well and. You know what I mean, but no one. We've we've said it from day one. No one's got the, the divine right to turn up at teams and 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 think you're going to win. And Stoke are full of individuals, but they're just not happening as a team. And you know what I mean. And it must be quite worrying because um, because obviously the manager's left Luton Town to to take over. And you know what I mean. Stoke City notorious. You know what I mean about sacking managers. And you know what I mean they don't seem to give managers that long. And you know what I mean. I I do hope to stick with a. I I do hope to stick with them because you know what I mean. I think it'll be a, a rash decision if the. If they did this now, because uh, because I think he's got two weeks now to get to get going on the training ground, and um, and obviously we'll go from there. Because you know, what I mean, they've got some big games coming up because they, they need to turn things around quickly. Because you know, they've got Bristol City next game, Brentford away. You know what I mean? So you know, what I mean, there's two two ridiculously hard games as well. You know, what I mean, the games don't come easy. You know what I mean? But those two games are just I've just spoke about there. They're, they're probably the two harder games and the hardest games that they, they, they could have possibly gotten. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's going to be a testing time for the players because they've got to be mentally right. You know what I mean? They've got to be physically right. They can't turn up uh, for the next game and, and and just think they're going to turn up and win because Bristol City will will probably be hurting for what happened against Middlesbrough and uh, and and they'll want to go and and get the three points. Yeah, I think Stoke uh, the Stoke manager jo- uh, Jones and he uh, yeah. last Saturday he. Question the players' attitude, didn't he? And he yeah. called them out quite scathingly in the post-match interview. Obviously, they gave him a reaction in the midweek, which obviously 
you know, there's a lot of different players coming yeah. in. Uh, and they did all right in this game. They were a bit of luck. They just switched off a bit. For the, I thought I agreed with you that the one note I had about the the header was that the keeper had enough time to get across there and back and then across again. You yeah. know, it was it wasn't. But a he, got a, he, got a, he got a good hand to it as well, and he, he pushed it in the roof of the net. And I just, you know, what I mean, if you can if you can push it in the roof of the net, you can either palm it out or you, you can, you, you know, what I mean, he's he's a good enough goalkeeper. You know what I mean? He's a, he's he's a very good goalkeeper. You know what I mean? They're very lucky to have two outstanding goalkeepers on the books and. You know what I mean? It just seems at the minute that whichever goalkeeper he seems to pick as his number one on the Saturday makes a, uh, either an error or a bit of misjudgment. And I think uh, Federici, you know what I mean? He might have made a mistake, in my opinion, for the first goal. Obviously, the second goal was just cruel. But, no, you know what I mean? But, uh, but we're saying that, you know what I mean? A 16-year-old kid, you know what I mean? I've been there myself and made my debut for my uh, my local team, you know what I mean? So for him to score, you know what I mean? His first career goal was... Was pleasing for him and uh, his celebration. It looked like he scored the best goal of his career. But you know, what I mean, it was it was just it goals a goal, isn't it? You know what I mean? In, in certain times, and deflection and no deflection, he'll still remember that for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's mad. He's two years older than my my oldest boy, and like he's just scored the winner for his hometown club in the championship yeah. game. It's crazy. Yeah, it's but did you see his interview afterwards? Um, he said that obviously when he scored, he's sort of gone nuts. And he's in his head. He's remembered all those times himself celebrating in the. Well, I can't remember what stands called. I think he said the East Stand, but I apologise to Birmingham fans. Whatever stand it is, mm. and he kind of ran towards the crowd, and he was about to get engulfed by all the fans. And I think it was one of the subs, one of the more experienced players, kind of grabbed him and yanked him into the huddle yeah. of the players because he would have got booked. Yeah. So. It was interesting though that you know he's just a young kid, and he? it's not even like a young. I wouldn't even class no. him as like a young, a young player. He is just you know he's a kid. He's just like, a kid there, left school. Yeah, he's just, he's just left school. Yeah, just left school. Baby, baby. Could be going back to school tomorrow. Probably. He'll be, be at college this week. He'll be. He'll, he'll probably start college this week. Smart, isn't it? Yeah. And younger and younger. Yeah. Well, here we go. Uh, next up, Brentford. Three Derby nil. I apologise to Derby fans in advance because you are about to get slaughtered. This was probably the biggest shock of the weekend for me because uh, I thought Derby were absolutely horrific, and uh, you know what I mean. Obviously, I think I think since this Wayne Rooney thing's come out uh, that he's signing for Derby, I think the focus of the season just been uh, deflected a little bit. Uh, they were blown out of the out of the water. They were. I've never seen defending like it. That they're, they're trying to play from the back. Uh, which, you know what I mean, they look like a fish out of water, you know what I mean? Uh, was it uh, Bielek and Keogh, you know what I mean? They, they tried to tried to play out the from the back and uh, Ollie Watkins, uh, he, must, uh, he must have thought it was Christmas because like, chance after chance after chance, he gets himself two goals, but how he probably didn't hit three, four, or maybe, maybe he's more, you know what I mean? I've never seen a, a first-half performance like, like a witness from Derby, you know what I mean? They were, they were a poor outfit, you know what I mean? They didn't have any quality, um, they just got blown away, and you know what I mean. And that's that's giving all just disrespect to Brentford because Brentford have, have invested. They brought some good players in. You know what I mean. We've always spoke about how 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 well they go forward, um, but you know what I mean. You've got to you've got to criticise where you know what I mean where, where performance is due. And and Philip Cocker must have been pulling his hair out because you know what I mean. Derby have started the season absolutely horrifically, and um, 
you know what I mean? Especially, you know what I mean? They got beaten in the playoff final, you know what I mean? Obviously, the Frank Lampard thing, but they've got themselves a new manager coming in. They've got Wayne Rooney coming in in Christmas, but it's irrelevant if you're going to be hanging around the bottom of the table. Do you think Wayne Rooney's going to want to be um, keeping them keeping them from getting relegated in the season? He, he doesn't want that, and, and the Derby fans don't want it either. And, you know what I mean? Koku has come into his, uh, to a big job, you know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, he's finding, it, finding it really difficult at the minute. Um, look, I thought Brentford were excellent, particularly yeah, in the first half. They were really, really good. But um, I thought Derby were an absolute disgrace. Yeah. I thought they were they were arrogant. They were lax. They were sluggish. There was just like no urgency whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of, do you remember years ago when um, Man United played Southampton and Southampton were like 4 and up at half time and they changed the kit or something at yeah, the half time. Yeah, blame the great yeah, kit. But it was that, and it was that bad. Like Brentford, their play was quick, incisive. They were moving the ball and Derby just couldn't handle it. But for a team of Derby's standing uh, with the ambitions that they've got with yeah. a manager like they've got, somebody who wants to play football the right way, so, you know, a big, big name in the football world, um, yeah. to perform like that was... And I didn't think they were that much better in the second half, which is, you know, they no, were no, better, no. marginally. Yeah. But only marginally. And, like, yeah. to me, that's... If I was a Derby fan who travelled to Brentford, I'd be asking for a refund, I've got to be honest. Yeah. But what I don't like, Sai, as well, I don't like... It. I think you said it there about, about being arrogant, you know what I mean? And I, I look at this... Um, this 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 new rule about about getting the ball inside the box and and keeping the ball and playing short off the goalkeeper and you know what I mean and and that's not for everybody and just because this no. rule's been brought in a football doesn't mean that you've got to do it you know what I mean and 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 for me you know what I mean it's managers are asking players to do things that, that they're not comfortable in doing you know what I mean yeah. some defenders like to defend you know what I mean old school John Terry John Terry liked to defend proper defender headed it kicked it made an excellent career out of it and was England England captain. I loved, loved him a bit. You know what I mean? You've got Keogh, good defender. Good defender, but you're asking him to play out from the back. He's, just, he's not a real Ferdinand. He's not... That's uh, exactly he's what not, I was going to say. He's not, he's, not, he's not this kind of player. So, he, he, you know what I mean? It's just square pegs in round holes. You know what I mean? You can't be, you can't be doing things like this. It's, it's, it's criminal. You know what I mean? I'm, I was never, I've never said that I'm, I was the best footballer in the world, but if I, if I wasn't comfortable in doing something, I would... I would have to. You'd have to tell the manager because it's just, it's it's it, it cost him a couple of goals last year. You know what I mean? And he, and, it, and it seems like he's he's they're playing even more now than they were under Frank Lampard. And you know what I mean? Frank Lampard must be, he must be looking back and probably cringing every time he sees it happening because he probably knows himself that 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 he some of the players shouldn't be doing the way that they're doing. You know what I mean? What's wrong with the goalkeeper kicking it out and keeping a high line and? Keo winning the second balls and winning his headers, you know what I mean? This is this isn't me picking on him directly. It's it's the back four was to blame, you know what I mean? The goalkeeper doesn't have to kick it short unless he's directed from his manager. You know what I mean? So someone um along the line is is is, is getting it massively wrong and like you say, the Derby fans must have been absolutely distraught on uh, on Saturday at about four o'clock because you know, they've travelled all that way to the game quite with high high hopes and they're ahead of Brentford before the game and you know what I mean, it all went horribly wrong and you know what I mean, and uh, even second half, second half, they improved slightly, but Brentford probably took the foot off the gas and still probably should have scored two or three in the second half because they had, they had another couple of very good chances and and uh, the way they attack and hit teams on the break. You know what I mean? I seen I seen for myself when Brentford came to Middlesbrough that uh, 
what Ollie Watkins can do on the break. And you know what I mean? They're, uh, they're going to cause a lot of teams problems. And if they can attack like that at home and keep on picking uh, the odd point or three up away from home, they're going to be a, they're going to be a threat. Certainly. Yeah, you literally, when describing that uh, about the short goal kick then, you used the same two players I was going to use as an example and then singled out the same player that I was going to say, which is quite impressive. So, well done. Um, by the way, though, red, we, we, haven't, we, we, didn't speak, we, we didn't speak yeah. about that long. We haven't, just, just so everyone knows. No, no. Not, we, we no, we haven't. We haven't. No, we, we don't discuss anything beforehand because no. I want to talk about it twice. Yep. The, um, the other thing I would say... I wonder with Derby sometimes, because they've been like pretty much every year now for as long as time has been going on. <laughs> they've they get to the playoffs and they fail, or they yeah. just miss out on the playoffs on the last day, yeah. or they just miss out on automatic on the last day. And I do wonder where maybe some of the players they just expect to be there at the end of the season. They know they're gonna you know they'll be there or thereabouts, so they get these games throughout the season where they just do switch off and they kind yeah. of just think they got to turn up. But like we singled out in the preview show at the start of the season, Brentford, uh, Charlton, Barnsley, there was a couple of others who their home form would be what would decide where they are at the end of the year, whether it was like Luton staying up or Brentford being in the playoffs because they're so strong at home. And yeah. if teams are not on the ball, they're in for, Big trouble, as Cardiff yeah. found out versus Luton, as Derby found out against Brentford on uh, Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah, I would decide. You know, I'm not a Derby fan. I got, I'm got no interest in the game from a fan point of view. But mm. I was disgusted by the way Derby played. Well, I think you then, said there, didn't you? You said you said about expectations. You know, what I mean, they're, they're probably due a bad season. They're probably due to underachieve because, you know, what I mean, they've always hit the playoffs and probably fans expect it, but. You know what I mean? They can't, they can't defend like that. And, you know what I mean? We, we, he spoke about Waghorn. Waghorn got himself a yellow card. He was a bit frustrated. He was probably there only shining light in the second half. That He had a couple of half-decent chances um, that he probably, on another day, might have got a goal. But, you know what I mean? If, 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 if he loses form or gets injured or sent off, you know what I mean? Like that, for me, they look, they look a shadow of what they were last year. You know what I mean? Because, obviously, they were full of uh, lone players from last season. What Frank Lampard brought in from... Uh, from Liverpool and from Chelsea, and you know, I, mean, I don't see that happening at the minute. Yeah, they need to get. They got to have the right attitude. Not just them; all teams have got to have the, yeah, yeah. the right attitude to, you know. Otherwise, you get found out real quick. Yep. Okay. Next up, we got Luton two, Huddersfield one. Luton, one of my favourite um, teams to watch. Yeah, well, to be fair, they, 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 they keep surprising me each week. You know what I mean? They're scoring goals, they let goals in. You know what I mean? There must be, there must be a supporter's dream who's uh, like for a neutral. You just guarantee goals with them because, uh, you know what I mean? I, I, we've spoke about Huddersfield. You know what I mean? I'm, um, I, I am massively fearful for them. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know what I mean? They still haven't, uh, they still haven't got themselves a, a manager. You know what I mean? Uh, which. Which is quite scary, you know what I mean? If normally when you sack a manager, you, you've got an idea who who you want to bring in, you know what I mean? If they have to uh, invest and bring a manager in, in these next in, in during this international break because the manager needs to come in and work with the players for two weeks. It's, it's for me, it should have been done this week. An ideal opportunity. He could have watched the game against Luton Town and and watched them in a competitive game and then trained for two weeks, gotten ready for the following for the following game. So unless he's going to give it to Mark Hudson, which which would surprise me a little bit, unless they're going down a 
a cheaper option. But we've seen before that cheap options don't always work, and you know what I mean. And and, and the way Huddersfield are going, they're dropping like a stone. And uh, and I do fear for the for the supporters and for the football club if if things don't turn around quickly because, you know what I mean. Luton outplayed them at times, and you know what I mean. From from Huddersfield taking the lead um, just after half time, um, Luton bloomed the way. We just endeavour, grit, desire, and uh, and just and just wanting to get back into the game and wanting to, to get to the ball first. And I think it showed with the, with the penalty which James Collins put away, you know what I mean, that the player wanted to get there first, but ahead of the centre-half, and you know what I mean, and he got ahead of the centre-half and, and, and got clipped, and, and it was a definite stonewall penalty. And then uh, the, I think the second goal was outstanding. Uh, Shinny's left foot curler, you know what I mean? I've I seen it from behind the goal, and I can't remember who the centre-half is, but I, when, when he hit it, he, he started applauding straight away because he just knew. Bent it in top corner, and uh, you know what I mean. Obviously, I needed something brilliant to win the game, but Huddersfield, I just it just worried me a little bit. And if I was a if I was a Huddersfield fan, I'd be I'd be massively concerned because uh, you know what I mean. You you just come down to the Premier League, you're expecting um, to go there and pick points up. They've lost the last five on the on the bounce, uh, and once the international break is over, you know what I mean. The games come thick and fast again, and you know what I mean. I do I do worry for them. You know what I mean? They've got Chef Wed next and then West Brom. You know what I mean? So, again, no easy game in the Championship, but yet again, you know what I mean? You've got two horrendous games coming up. Yeah, you struggle to see where they're going to pick up points at the moment, don't you? It's, um, mm. They're not looking good. Uh, I thought Shinny had a very good game, actually. For, yeah, he uh, did. Uh, well, I think his, 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 goal just, his goal just showed, you know what I mean, his class. You know what I mean? Because he's another... People spoke about James Collins. Can you do it at, at, at a higher level? You know what I mean. Shinny's the same thing. He's played. He's played in League Two. He's played in League, uh, in League One, and now he's playing the Championship. You know what I mean. And, and people deserve a chance at this at this level and in, in this platform. And you know what I mean. And scoring goals like that and playing game, playing playing regular football at this level, he deserves it. And you know what I mean. And and and, and having the chance to flourish. You know what I mean. Because Kenilworth Road, it just seems just seems bouncing at the minute because the fans seem so excited to see all these big teams come. Come to Kenilworth Road again. You know, what I mean? it reminds me of when I used to watch him years ago when I was a kid. That it was always full um, when Mark Steen and, and his brother played up front. You know what I mean? Going going back a long time there and uh, and Kingsley Black. And then that, now it's it's the same buzz. You know what I mean? And uh, and I, I hope it continues because they, they deserve it. And you know, I mean, they're going to upset a lot of teams at home. And well, they've done it already. Mark Falcao as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got a proper side them. We're rolling back the years, yeah. Jesus, showing our age as well. I know, I need to stop that. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, Lewin went 1-2 on the bounce now as well. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll fancy themselves to beat anyone at Kenilworth, Kenilworth Road. Um, it's just whether they can pick up enough points on the road. But I mean, you know, they stuffed Cardiff yeah. on midweek, which will only give them confidence regardless, you know, from their point of view. Yeah. Whereas I said earlier, you know, I wasn't too worried about that result from a point of view of, of the team that Cardiff played was completely 11 changes. Yeah. But from Luton's point of view, they just see it as 3-0 versus Cardiff City. Yeah, well, exactly. The, the, the result is, 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 is the main thing at the end, you know what I mean? And obviously, you can only beat what's, what's in front of you. Luton yeah. played against a weaker side and, and that'll probably give him a boost and, and a few young kids. But, you know what I mean? Luton... Luke went for it, you know what I mean. They they made a couple of changes, but kept uh, the majority of their side, and you know what I mean. It, it, it breeds confidence sometimes, and it showed on Saturday that 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 wins breed confidence, and they got two wins on the belt, and 
you know what I mean? I'm sure I'm sure they'll they'll, they'll want to continue that going forward. Indeed. And the other thing I just wanted to say, last thing I want to say on that, um, with guys like Shinny and Lyle Taylor and um, James Collins, is they're the players who got these teams to the championship. So they deserve the opportunity to try their hand at it. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then fine. But, like, and it goes to show that if championship teams, you know, there is talent down there in League One. Yeah. Which can can be you know young talent which can be bred and 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 taught and you know can be it developed we just need you don't have to people spend to developed yeah 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 you don't have to spend 15 million or whatever it is you could have signed i don't know um they made charlton could have sold lyle taylor last year for like five million do you know what i mean yeah yeah if, if a championship club had come in or you know i say lyle taylor but whoever you know, there's 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 teams there, and when you're in League One and League Two, generally you need the money. Yeah. So I'd like to see some championship teams take a punt rather than spending, like what did Cardiff spend on um, Glatzel? Fifteen. Yeah. Like that. I wanna. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're yeah. telling me there's not one young striker down in League One who was I mean, worth probably well probably for, probably, 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 probably for ten percent of that. You know what I mean? And, with, with add-ons and stuff, and with with sell-ons, yeah. and you know what I mean. You could you could you, you just need that. You just need them scouts to to bring you them bargains, and you know what I mean. Certain clubs are working on the shoestring have to do that, and you know what I mean. Sometimes you want your football club to do it because sometimes you miss out on those so-called lesser players because you've got money in the bank. But, Indeed. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Millwall one, Hull one. Um, yeah, I, I think Millwall, Millwall created chances. They deserved to win the game. Um, uh, it, it was a very fortunate equaliser from Hull. Uh, was it the free kick? Free kick over the goalkeeper. You know what I mean? I, I can't work it out if uh, if if the goalkeeper was at fault or he just misjudged it or it was just a, a fluke. You know what I mean? Because I think he got all his bearings wrong. But you know what I mean? It was in one of those places which he was never ever ever going to save it. So. You know what I mean? I'll give the I'll give the benefit of the doubt that it was just a fluke goal, and you know what I mean. That that, but you know what I mean. He, he, the goalkeeper, you know what I mean. He'll probably look back and think that he could have he could have done something differently because it was he was, it was in. It took a long time to get over his head and end up in the where it ended up. But you know what I mean. I think uh, I think uh, well, uh, I think Hull were very fortunate to get anything from the game. You know what I mean. I thought that the penalty was was well justified um, and slotted away by uh, by Wallace very well. Um, and I think they created chance after chance again, and but they just same thing again. I think with Millwall that you know what I mean that they're drawing a lot of games at the minute. Um, you know what I mean where this probably this time last year they were they were probably losing games, so that they're creating a lot more chances than than they, than than, they, than in previous season, and and I think that'll encourage Neil Harris, but he's not getting probably the the points to um, chances ratio and, and 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 putting teams to bed that. That I think he'll he'll need or he'll need or he'll want because it's still going to be a long season for teams like Millwall and Hull. Um, you know what I mean? Come the end of the season, so they need to pick points up when they can. And I think this will, especially Millwall, they'll see this as two points dropped. Uh, yeah, I think with uh, Millwall, their biggest challenge is going to be finding scorers outside of um, I've forgotten his name, uh, uh, the striker. What's Millwall's striker? Um, Matt, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Smith. Yeah, and Bradshaw. Matt Smith plays as well. Um, I think because if he if he plays well, he does tend to score for him, especially at this level. Yeah. 
I think if they can find someone in midfield or out wide who's going to bag like 10 goals or eight goals this year, that will help them. So they're not too reliant on him. But I mean, they they should have won this game comfortably. Um, In terms of that free kick, I do think the keeper's at fault. Surprise, surprise. But I also think that even if he was in the right position, because I thought he was out of position and I thought he was slow to react. But even if he was in the right position and he was quick to react, not many goalkeepers would have got to it just because of where it was. It was like right in the top corner. It's very difficult to deal with so yeah. whilst I think he was out of position like that would work like if I was his coach I'd be pulling up the positioning rather than the reaction yeah and the balls in the air but yeah. you know, that's just me as a goalkeeper father <laughs> um yeah whole finish with nine men former Cardiff City jo- uh, goalkeeper turned striker now isn't he Josh McGuinness uh Yes, a red card wasn't a particularly great tackle. No, it wasn't. No, but I, I deserved. I think was it was that the second yellow? Was it a second yellow? Yeah, it was a second yellow. But I yeah, think it's far off the red. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I think it's probably saved him a little bit because I think with only a second yellow, he only gets a game ban. Where straight red, he would have got him a three game ban. So I think his, his yellow card in the well, probably in the in the second half as well has probably saved him a, a couple of game suspension. Yeah. Next up, we've got Forest 1, Preston 1. Uh, Forest uh, well, two, very, well, very poor yeah. for your staff. Yeah, well, well, two teams, what, two teams, what, just, I, just, I can't work out, I can't work them out at all. You know what I mean? We spoke about Preston, how much that, well, how much did we both thought they were going to struggle? And they're not struggling at all. You know what I mean? Not struggling as much as I thought they were going to do. Uh, and Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest can go to Fulham two weeks ago, play them off the park, um, get the tactics spot on, you know what I mean? Create chance after chance. And then you, you you turn up against a lesser side, um, like you say in the first half, where you can put teams to bed and struggle. You know what I mean? They, they were poor in the first half. They picked up the second half. Um, Albert Doma scored a scored a very good goal um, uh, to equalise. And you know I, I, I like him. You know what I mean? He was at Middlesbrough uh, under Aitor Karanka three years ago. He obviously got sold to Villa, got promoted last season. Um, you know what I mean? And for me, he should be playing. He should be starting. He obviously wasn't. He came on a sub squad straight away. But they've just got strength and depth. Um, you know what I mean? You, you look at some of the players. You know what I mean? They brought Amiobi off. You know, going forward, you know what I mean? They've still got Grabben who scores goals. You've got Amiobi. Lolly obviously had a quiet game. Uh, you've got Cavalio on loan for Wolves. You know what I mean? They're, they're inundated with, with, with attacking options. And you know what I mean? They're, they must be a joy to watch. But you know what I mean? But you've got to. Pulling better performances, especially at home against uh, against the likes of Preston. No disrespect to Preston, but Preston deserved to get. I think they probably deserved in the end the point. You know what I mean? If not, if not a little bit better, but I, I think Forest uh, Forest got away on a little bit this week. Yeah, it was a game of uh, game of two halves really. When Preston were yeah. very very good in the first half, Forest were poor. Second half, Forest were much better, but Preston held firm. To be fair, you know, even though. They weren't as good as they were in the first half, and Forest improved. Yeah. You know, they still they still held firm and got the point, and rightly so. I think, you know, maybe they'll be disappointed that they couldn't have taken their chances in the first half to turn it into three points. But I thought, yeah. like you say, Joe Lardy was quiet. However, yeah. he was involved in the goal again. Yeah, he was, Chris. Yeah, which you know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, we, spoke, we, spoke about, we spoke about Preston there, you know what I mean? Preston, that's the first, 
you know, I mean, they've they've lost one in five. You know, what I mean, they won the previous three games. Granted, one was in the cup. Um, you know, what I mean, they're, they're, they're certainly surprising me. You know, what I mean, seventh in the league, just behind Fulham. You know, what I mean, ten points from six games. They're giving themselves a good chance. You know, what I mean, if they do start picking up injuries and 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 they do hit a bit of a a bit of a bad spell, because it'll happen to everybody. But it depends how many points you've got on the board. Um, for when that happens, yeah. Next step, Sheffield Wednesday 1, QPR 2. Uh, another shock, you know what I mean? I, I, I think I spoke about QPR at the start of the season and um, I spoke a lot of QPR fans who were, who were massively concerned about scoring goals and uh, and I think they must be extremely surprised at how many goals and chances they are creating. You know what I mean? Obviously, got two this week from um, Jordan Hugill. I look at their front three. Um you know what I mean? You've got you've got Eze, you've got Naki Wells, you've got Jordan Hugel, and all three of them are, are, are scoring goals. All three of them are confident. All three of them are creating chances for each other, and it's a it's a different person each week. So it's not. I think it was Eze last week. I think Naki Wells scored as well. Two for Jordan Hugel this week, and you know what I mean? It was it's it was a massive shock because Sheffield Wednesday at home. Um, obviously, they took the lead in the first half with Stephen Fletcher penalty, who's who's scoring his regular goal. Uh, week in, week out. And then um, for Jordan Hugel's two goals, I thought were, were outstanding. His composure for his first one when he took around the goalkeeper was was excellent. Um, and then he broke broke through the offside trap and, and slotted away the second. And, you know what I mean, for a, for a player last year who massively underachieved at Middlesbrough and who apparently failed uh, from obviously a long move from, from, from West Ham, he's proven a lot of people wrong because he can do it at this level. He, he's proven at Preston he can do it and... And I think he's, uh, he's he's shoving it down a lot of people's throats about um, about what happened last season. Yeah, I thought Sheffield Wednesday weren't great, and um, I thought they deserved the comments that Lee Bullen made. Uh, Lee Bullen made afterwards. Yeah. Um, QPRs, like you say, the front three they got a lot of pace, um, which is yeah. going to worry most teams. I thought Naki Naki yeah. Wells was very very good. Um, Wednesday missed opportunities. At one nil, and uh, you know they could have put the game beyond uh, QPR, but they let them yeah. back into it. And there we go. I, 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 I said it last week. You know, what I mean, I think I think the Sheffield Wednesday situation need, needs resolving. You know, what I mean, They're, sooner rather than later, they, they're, they're going to have to make a decision on the manager. You can't be you can't be dragging things out because it, for me now, it's another defeat and it's another excuse probably for the players that they can blame. Uh, the situation of the of the of the un, the uncertainty of the manager is it going to be uh, Lee Bullen? Are they going to bring someone in this this next two weeks during the international break? And uh, you know what I mean? For me, it just needs a bit of clarity and and just just to, just to either give him an opportunity or, or stick a, stick a manager in place. I just I just don't see what teams are waiting for now. Are they, are they, are they waiting for somebody to come available? Because sooner rather than later, there's going to be that many people who are looking for managers that. One's going to one's going to come available, and they're going to end up all fighting for the same block anyway. So it's, you know, what I mean, it's a it's a it's a strange scenario. I do find it very very bizarre. You know what I mean? Because there are good managers out there who who, would, who probably would love a punt at a big club like Sheffield Wednesday. I look at um, the Cowley brothers at Lincoln City. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? There was talking about them going to Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? Give them an opportunity at a massive club. You know what I mean? Huddersfield or Sheffield Wednesday, they would love an opportunity at a big club. I'm sure. And uh, you know what I mean, and and the, and the fans would 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 probably relate to them a lot more than uh, than a big name. Yeah, we got a question actually about the Sheffield Wednesday uh, manager position. Um, in terms of 
Huddersfield, I don't know why they don't try and get uh, Pulisic, someone who can yeah. just completely steady the ship from because yeah. you know they need to get someone in quick. Yeah, um, well, they 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 need they need someone to shore things up. They need someone who's who's a little bit regimented like Tony was, and you know what I mean. Who's 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 got a style of play, and but then players need to buy into it, and they need to buy into it very quickly. Uh, because you know what I mean. Because things can things can get worse before they can get better, and but teams like Huddersfield can't afford them to get worse. And you know what I mean. It's different. Uh, it's different for Sheffield Wednesday. I think they've they've got some good players on the side. You know what I mean. I've, I've, I've got no I've got no concern about Sheffield Wednesday at all because I think they'll they'll upset a lot of teams. They, they, they've got good footballers going forward. You know what I mean. And, and they've got a good goalkeeper. And you know, I don't they, they they don't concern me at all. I still think they'll they'll have a good season. But you know I do favour Huddersfield a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. Next up was uh, the five goal, five goal thriller. Uh, what a West game! Yeah. One, three, Blackburn two. Yeah, what a game! Um, you know, I, I think uh, uh, to be fair, I think uh, the first goal was gifted um, from Bradley Duck. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to speak about it a little bit later on, um, but um, West Brom can't afford to give teams. Goals and give teams chances like like like, like the giveaway. You know what I mean? You you give any side a, a one goal head start like the game. You know what I mean? And it's an uphill task, but they've just got goals in abundance. You know what I mean? They went to uh, they went to Luton, didn't they? A couple of weeks ago and scored uh, scored two quick fire goals. You know what I mean? They, they scored three goals in a, in, a, in the, probably the space of ten twelve minutes against Blackburn, Phillips, Livermore, and uh, Diagana. I just blew them away. You know what I mean? The, the standard of goals was just outstanding. Dear Garner's goal, the, uh, the, uh, the third goal, chipping the ball over. You know what I mean? For me, I was screaming at him to pass the ball. So I think it was in the middle. I think it was to Phillips in the middle. Just, 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 just lay it across. And he picked the hardest option, but he's, it's just, it's just the confidence out of him. You know what I mean? To chip the ball over the goalkeeper in the back of the net was just, was just fantastic. And uh, Bradley Johnson got himself, uh, got, got himself on the score sheet uh, just before half time and. And to be fair, second half, Stewie Stewie Downing hit the hit the post. Blackburn had another couple of chances. They had a goal disallowed, which I watched it a couple of times. I still can't believe it was disallowed. But um, you know, what I mean, it was all it, it, for me. It was just a proper championship game. I I look at I looked at uh, West Brom's West Brom substitute bench and Chris Bun Chris Brunt, um, Robson Carnu, Kenneth Sahar. It's just. It's, it's it's not even it's not even fair. Some championship side, you know what I mean? They've got a, a Premier League squad in the championship, and you know what I mean. And it's just showing that you know what I mean. It is about scoring goals because they're, they're letting goals in quite regular, uh, but they're scoring a lot of goals, and it's all about scoring goals in this championship and getting getting over the line. And you know what I mean? If you win three two, one nil, two nil, it doesn't matter as long as you're getting the three points. And West Brom fans under a, under a new manager. Uh, and they're loving life in the minute, and Slavin Bilic is is getting them scoring regular goals, creating chances, and um, and I think so far so good for him. Yeah, West Brom need to uh, just shore it up a bit at the back. Yeah, and, they do. Um, they then they're hitting the right sort of form there. The um, uh, Diagana Garner's obviously the finish was great, but I thought he had an excellent game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, he created, creating chances, um, scoring goals. But I think it's, it's this is from a couple of weeks, Si. I think it's coming from a couple of weeks. I think he's, he, he was sub at the start of the season. He came on at half-time against uh, Luton, scored both goals, and, and since then, I think he's, he's, he's took off and he reignited his own season. And uh, But I agree with you. I think uh, he, Slavin Bilic, another world-class centre-half, 
can't defend or his team can't defend. Um, so it's just uh, it's, it makes it makes for an enthralling season, enthralling games because um, obviously Tony Mowbray was a, a, an excellent centre half in his day as well. So you know what I mean? You've got two defenders as managers and five goals in the game and should have should and could have been more. You know what I mean? So it just it just shows that when all these good players come of come on the pitch that attackers are taking over and uh, and defenders are struggling a little bit. Yeah, Matt Phillips had a good game as well. Um, obviously, he does, he's excellent. Uh, he's excellent. That was Slavin Bilic's first uh, first win of the season or first home win? I forget now. First home win because yeah, they went down to um, they went yeah, down to Luton didn't right, a couple yeah. of weeks ago and won. They've had a couple of draws at home against uh, against a couple of couple of decent sides, but obviously they lost against Millwall. So you know what I mean? I think uh, he, he won't be. He won't. You know, I mean, they haven't they haven't picked up as many points as I thought, but the. They're still sitting sitting decent in fourth place with twelve points out of out of six games. So, you know, I mean, I'd be well happy if I was a if I was a West Brom fan because I still think there's there's still more to come for them. Oh God, yeah. They if they they start keeping clean sheets, they could go on a run of 10, 12 games. Yeah, and this is not worries, say. I think this is my concern. You know, what I mean, I look at the squad and I've just named what six players there, and if if one or two of them get injured, they've still got room and, and, and spares to come back so you know what I mean and, and, and teams like West Brom you know what I mean that, that if uh, if they're still in and around where they are now come January they'll, they'll probably go to another level again and, and maybe reinvest again um, come the next window and, and that's quite scary really that you know what I mean and that, that, that good sides will always keep progressing and want to go up because I think West Brom need I think to, 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 to go up this year I think with their with I think the parachute payments will probably finish this year from from the last time in the Premier League, so probably they're probably being told their remit this year is is promotion. Have to get there, have to get there. This is what I said to you um, when we were speaking just before we started doing the the regular show. Is that the reason that I was worried about Cardiff? Is I felt like they didn't address uh, the goal scorer yeah. issue, but also when you look at the West Brom, Leeds, Fulham, uh, West Brom, Leeds, Fulham, Swansea, uh, Derby, they've all got goal scorers. And yeah. like Cardiff, like you could see West Brom, you could see Fulham, you could see Leeds going on a big long run of yeah. 10 games without losing and winning most of them. Whereas Cardiff, yes, they might keep some clean sheets and they'll pick up points. I struggle to see them really pushing on unless Glatzel or Vassell starts, you know, getting a bit of form and banging them in with a bit of yeah. confidence. But I just don't see it at the moment. Um yeah. I think it's important they start getting the ball to Tomlin on the floor. Yeah. And see well, if he can I, do I, I, I look at the horse eye and you know what I mean, that I think for me the the bigger picture is is how effective he was. Looking back now he's not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, you look at some of the Chan- oh, right, he didn't start on Saturday and he came on but some of the chances that uh, West Brom have created this season is just by his physicality alone you know what I mean they've got runners either side of him and you know what I mean he takes a lot of pressure off other players and, and I think sometimes as a football fan you only realise how good somebody was until they've left and you know what I, mean? I think that's my opinion on Kenneth Zahar you know what I mean sometimes I thought his touch wasn't up to it you know what I mean or you know what I mean he didn't score enough goals I was quite critical but I think since he's left um I think he's left a quite a big hole to fill and some big shoes to fill, and, and at the minute they haven't been filled, and I think that's my concern. And when he's gone to another side, and he obviously he, he scored his goal last week, um, you know what I mean? He's playing in a side who's creating chances, and he, he will get goals in that West Brom side, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely at Championship level, I think I completely agree. And yeah. also, I think 
when fans watch sometimes they don't realize how much his movement off the ball creates space for others to run into so yeah. even and if he's having an off game he's still yeah. doing that making that space for the wingers or the midfielders to run into but I think his physicality as well you know what I mean I think he enjoys mm. that fight he enjoys that battle you know what I mean he's a, he's 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 built as a as a british center forward that he'll go and have a fight and have a scrap of someone for 90 minutes and as long as his team wins, he'll be happy that he set a couple of goals up. I was taking the pressure off a little winger who's got himself a couple of goals. and You know what I mean? That's what it was all about with Cardiff. You know, it was about getting results. And You know what I mean? West Brom at the minute have, 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 have turned it around and they've got strikers in abundance that can mix the game up by bringing on Charlie Austin, bringing on Kenneth Zahar. You can play do two different styles of football. And, you know what I mean? That's having a, having a different plan A and plan B. And, you know what I mean? We spoke about Cardiff. They're a little bit predictable at the minute and teams are, teams are seeing them off by... Uh, yeah. By, by them not having that plan A, plan B, plan C, and West Brom have got that at the minute. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, well, we'll see. There's only six games gone, is what I keep yeah. telling myself. Yeah. And uh, that last game of the weekend, uh, Wigan nil, Barnsley nil. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, I think not many... Um, Nil nil draws this season. I think uh, it'll it'll uh, Barnsley will be the happier because after what happened last week uh, against Luton Town and obviously not being able to defend to keep a clean sheet this week and getting back to to basics, uh, I think they'll be quite pleased with what with what happened. You know, what I mean, finishing the game with ten men, uh, which I thought was a uh, it wasn't it wasn't a great tackle by uh, by Williams. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he, he, and he'd already been on a yellow card, so to already be on a yellow card and get a straight red is quite impressive. But you know, what I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a blatant red card for me. It's straight red and well deserved. But uh, you spoke about it last week, Sai, about Wigan, and I've I've seen them at the Riverside, and they were half the team of uh, what they showed against Cardiff, and they just don't seem to be hitting those heights in that first game of the season. And and I, I'm confused because if you know, what I mean, all right, they are missing players, and you know, what I mean, they invested in Windass, they invested in 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 other in other players. Um, and you know, what I mean, you've got you've got injuries for uh, in certain areas, which which obviously is, isn't great. But you know, what I mean, they they're, they're missing um, Windass, they're missing Pilkington, they're missing players in in key areas because they're just not uh, they're not creating chances and they're not scoring enough goals. And you know, what I mean, they need those kind of players back because you know, what I mean, they they haven't got a massive budget with them. You know, what I mean, so the players that they've that they invested in, Josh Windass is the Anthony Pilkington's from Cardiff. Obviously, obviously, he got released by Cardiff, but. They need these players back on the pitch because they can't they can't function without them. It doesn't look doesn't look for me. Yeah, I think I do disagree with you slightly in that um, I don't think Barnsley would have been the happier um, simply because Wigan were on five game losing run. They'd lost mm. five on the bounce. I think they were desperate for anything, just a point yeah. or something. So to get a clean sheet, yes, they probably would have preferred a home win. Yeah. But I think when you've lost five on the bounce, you just don't want to lose another one. Yeah. Um, David Marshall was reliving his glory days at Cardiff with some fantastic saves. There was one which was just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, um, he made he made, he made a couple of good saves. He did, yeah. But they've, they've got some good they've, they've got some good players bringing on paper. They just they just need to get them all on the football pitch at the same time and be able yeah. to. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the hardest thing. You know what I mean? The managers invested in in probably squad a small squad but he needs them all available because he can't go out and go and bring in another player because the funds aren't there because you're still paying 
and Josh Windash, you're still paying Anthony Pilton, you're still paying a Charlie Mulgrew. You, you, you need them all on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, so that's the games out of the way. Let's move on to the two up or two for two. Keep changing the bloody name of it. A trick, two for two. Uh, so this is where myself and Andy pick two big performance performances, moments, or players, and uh, two nightmares from the previous weekend. Okay, uh, we did ups first last week, so we'll go with downs this week. Um, now you sent me these. You sent me yours yesterday, so we didn't say the same ones. Yeah. And uh, I read them yesterday, and then when I did mine earlier, just about an hour before I did we started recording, I completely forgot what you said, and I didn't have my <laughs> phone with me, so we could have the same ones again. Oh, here we go. See now, go on, you go first. Then first down. Uh, right. Well, I've gone for I've gone for three players. So if you get to see it, that's the, the first goal for Blackburn Rovers. I've gone Sam Johnson, Cal Barkley, and Romain Sawyer's for their part in uh, an overplaying for Blackburn's first goal because I just couldn't believe what they were doing. It's the first minute of a football match. You grow into a game. You know what I mean? I've always been told by managing coaches you grow into a game slowly. So overplaying. You know what I mean? When you when you're not probably fully confident or you're not aware what's going on, give a goal away. And Bradley Dak obviously finished very well, but. For me, my, my my first, I just thought it was uh, was awful defending by all three of them. Okay, good. I, I haven't got those three. And uh, uh, so I had uh, first of all, I got uh, Kevin Stewart from Hull. Uh, he missed a rebound from the keeper from three yards, which would have yeah. won his team the game. And I thought yeah. that was poor yeah. because he, he didn't just sort of the keeper didn't really save it. It was just poor. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mister Stewart, for your. Uh, you're having a down for that. And uh, what was your next one? Uh, I've gone for Mr. Harry Arter for his ridiculous dive um, on Friday night because I just thought uh, I was quite critical of um, Wyman's handball for Bristol City a couple of weeks ago. So, you know what I mean? I, I said that was that was cheating. It was cheating, blatant cheating. Um, and this is classed as the same. You know what I mean? If, if Harry Arter does that in the box and he gets a penalty, it's cheating. If he's trying to if he's trying to kind of referee in doing what he's done, it's cheating. It's 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 blatant, and I just thought it was just embarrassing. And you know, what I mean, I think uh, he'll be embarrassed once he's once he saw it back if he has watched it back. But you know, what I mean, the more people who uh, who say it wasn't a dive is just is just deluded. It, it is cheating, and do you know why it, he did it? Because it was going out for a card of corner. He yeah. had over he had, he had over uh, overhead it, and he was going out for a corner. So he thought, yeah. Go down. Uh, yeah. So I had. Uh, I also didn't have Harry, Harry Arter, so that's a good, uh, good impressive. result. Impressive, impressive. Uh, I had Ben Williams from Barnsley because I thought yeah. his chance was. Absolutely yeah, well, I was. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I was. I was debating that one. I was debating that one. That would have been my next one if it was three. Would have been on there. Well, part of the reason I picked it was because one, he could have broke his leg, but also he could have broke his neck the way he yeah. landed because he kind of flipped over and landed on his head, which yeah. I get. It's not Ben Williams' fault that he flipped over and landed. No, 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 no. But no. it was a reckless, reckless. Well, re- well I think that's the word, isn't it? Reckless, reckless. Because if if you are going in reckless, you don't know the outcome, and the outcome could be disastrous for yourself and for the opposition player. Because you could end up hurting. You know what I mean? It's hurt both people. Yeah, he, and he he he, uh, he knew it as well. Uh, you could tell by his face that he knew that he had done a naughty one. Yeah. Um. Okay, so what have you got for your first up? 
Um, I've gone for uh, Jude Bellington, a 16-year-old, scoring his first goal for Birmingham City because you know I, I know what it was like when I first played for my my hometown club and, and I, I was 17 when I when I scored for my first goal and it was just the best buzz and the best feeling ever. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure on Saturday night that he'll have uh, he'll have been the, the the happiest and proudest man in Birmingham. I'm sure because. Uh, all right, it was a deflection, deflection, but he won't have uh, he won't have saw that when he went to bed and, and dreamt that goal ten times or twenty times over during his dreams. He'll he'll have saw it nestle in the back of the net and and heard that roar of the crowd because uh, it was a great feeling to see. And I'm just I was so so pleased for him, so pleased for him. Yeah, uh, I've gone for Ollie Watkins of Brentford. He scored two as Brentford destroyed Derby yeah. inside the first half, but also. Let's not forget, he banged in a load of goals this year, but he's also yeah, playing out of position. He's, yeah. not, he's not a striker. No. Um, and I thought he was very good, not apart from the two goals. He also, like we mentioned earlier, he could have scored three or four. Yeah. Uh, so I thought he was very, very good. Yeah, he's doing uh, well. Second. you got second? Uh, my second and final one is Jordan Hugel for his two goals. I thought uh, he's, he's proven a lot of people wrong. Um, I loved his goal when he took the ball around the goalkeeper. I just thought his composure and it's just you know what I mean, and this is a player who's uh, who's been struggling the last couple of years. You know what I mean? His 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 composure, his touch, his finish uh, is was outstanding, and you know what I mean. And the QPR fans will, will be absolutely loving him in a minute and hoping that they can make it a a permanent move in January if he continues to to score goals because they won't want to lose him in January and go back to West Ham because or sign for somebody else because it'll be a big hole to fill if he's scoring regular goals like he is at the minute. Yeah, and look, you know, we rightly slaughtered him a bit last yep. week for that miss. Yep. That miss yep. was terrible. It was yep. just bad. So to come back and not just score two goals, but to finish like in that way, with that yeah. composure is shows a fantastic mentality and attitude. Um, well, yeah, he, he had more time. So to I was, these, uh, these goals. but we did. We said we tried not to get the same one. Yeah. Um, so we said we weren't going to pick the same one. So I was going to pick him. Um, but I was like I say I'd forgotten who you'd picked, but I was ninety nine percent sure you'd picked him. So I picked uh, David Marshall of Wigan because uh, his excellent performance, numerous great saves, helped yeah, Wigan clean clean sheet and end a five game losing streak. And he's an ex Cardiff player, so happy days. Yeah. You know, I had to have a reserve because just in case you picked Jordan Hugel as well. Yeah. So there we go. Okay, and uh, next up to finish off, we'll have our Q and A's. Uh, so, friend of the show, Johnny Wishbone asks two questions. He said. Uh, what can the EFL do to make sure Bolton don't end up like Bury? Um, I think I think the EFL have got. Um, uh, I think they cause their own problems with not doing the proper checks on on chairman and making sure that teams can't fulfil a full season. You know what I mean? They're, these checks have got to be done a little bit more uh, serious and make sure that the, that the chairmen and football clubs have enough money to pay. Um, wages for the whole football club, not just players. You know, what I mean? you've got players, you've got staff, you've got other people who work in football clubs, secretaries, etc. So you know what I mean. That, that these checks have just got to be done a little bit more, uh, a little bit more good and proper because it's it's such a shame for a football club to go out of existence. You know, what I mean, Barry. 
I played at Gig Lane and it was always a lovely place to play and always a nice football club and people have lost their jobs, not just footballers, you know what I mean? It's people who got mortgages, people who, who, who love going to watch that football club. What are they going to do on a Saturday afternoon now? It's such a shame and, and I'm, uh, I'm going for them. Yeah, and I've got to say, um, did you see the owner on TalkSport or hear the owner on TalkSport? I did, I, I did, yeah, and I was mortified. I was absolutely mortified. I, I, was, embar- I, was, I was embarrassed. Yeah, I was embarrassed for him, you know what I mean? And him blaming supporters and, yeah, you know what I mean? Those supporters are passionate about that football club, you know what I mean? Those, those, those supporters are passionate about football, you know what I mean? They might not all be Berry supporters, you know what I mean? That. The Bolton Wanderers supporters are frustrated. You know what I mean? That the people in the Manchester community are frustrated because that football club's been around for for years and years and years. And if it happens to Berry, it can happen to anybody because all it takes is a is a, is a chairman pulling the plug on 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 money. And and where do you go? You know what I mean? Some football teams are are probably losing a million pound a month. You know, I'm not spending a million pound a month if uh, and if chairmen decide I'm not going to pay it anymore, then what happens to that football club? You know what I mean? No, no one's no one's got that kind of money to to do it. And, you know what I mean? And I look at the Middlesbrough chairman, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for Steve Gibson, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough Football Club wouldn't be anywhere where they are. You know what I mean? And and and, and, and you, you see some people wanting him to pass the football club on to somebody else. And, and I'm just, he's a Middlesbrough fan, you know what I mean? And I'm so fortunate and so lucky to, to have a, have my hometown football club run by a supporter who, 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 who has the best interests at heart. And, you know what I mean? The, the joker who was on TalkSport for, for, for Berry just, he needs... Uh, he, he should be embarrassed of himself, and I hope, and I hope one day he he uh, he, he he finds he, he finds out how how hurt a lot of people are because you know what I mean. He's ruined. He's ruined not just a football club. He's ruined the football community and the football family because he's just you know what I mean. He's ruined. He's ruined the league for this season because you know what I mean. There's there's, t- there's a team who doesn't have a fixture. You know what I mean, and that and that can ruin that can ruin all sorts. It can ruin people's. Social lives it can ruin football teams' consistency. It's just it's just a shame for for football in general. Massive shame. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's just an asshole. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, um, and I'm that's that's all I'm going to say about owners. I'm glad you've got Steve Gibson. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Johnny also asked, uh, should the EFL have done more to help Barry stay alive? Um, how much? How much could they do without 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 bailing them out and giving them, giving them money? You know what I mean? Because if they if they bail them out for um, a month, two months, the rest of the season, and then it happens to another team, and it happens to another team, you know what I mean? It, then teams are teams then would probably complain about um, having unfair advantages and things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult one because I I don't want to I don't want to come across here. Um, being disrespectful to Berry, you know what I mean, but because the AFL is an organisation, you know what I mean. If they start helping Berry out, then they should help out MK Dons, should help out other teams, and you know what I mean. By the time they've helped out every team, then they've run out of money, and then there's no football league because we haven't got anything left. So it's it's a difficult one. The the, the problem is the chairman. The chairman's caused the problem, not the AFL. The AFL have have been strict with with their rule and their ruling, and you know what I mean, and and. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just a shame that it's it's come to to where it has, and now that Barry's going to have to go and apply next season to be in a different league, and that's that's a heartbreaking part of it for me. Yeah, I just hope that they do stay alive. You know, in terms of where 
whatever league they play in. I just hope that they do manage to keep the club club going yeah. in some some way, shape or form. For the fans, if nothing else. Um, and obviously their club captains uh, either lost or losing his house because of it as well. So, yeah, know, well, I've I seen that. I've seen that interview, and, and 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 he said that he had to tell his um, his little girls that they had to move house because you know I mean, they had to move schools. So it's, it's heartbreaking, you know what I mean? It's 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 people, you know what I mean? Berry players won't be on millions, millions and millions of pounds like um, the Man City's and the Man United's down the road, you know what I mean? And the working class people who, who need the money, and you know what I mean? How, how how can they pay the mortgages if they're if they're not working? And it's such a shame because. Yeah, it's just it's heartbreaking. It is. It's it's it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, you're right there, mate. Uh, Gaz Cubbins asks, uh, should Cardiff sign Joe Ledley, seen as uh, is injured for two months? Um, I I have I found it strange since, since Joe left. Free, uh, yeah, since since Joe left um, Derby, and he's been he's been uh, looking for a club that I'm surprised Cardiff didn't just. Uh, it's not even a risk. It's you know what I mean. It's 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 a player. What's a free transfer? You know what I mean. It, I'm sure Joe probably would have been would have been happy to come on a, a even a page of player basis anyway. You know what I mean. Just to just to get himself sorted and and come back to Cardiff City and you know, it would have been it would have been good for both parties. So I'm um, would I go and get him? I think of course I would. You know what I mean. He's a he's a he's obviously a local boy. He's a Welsh boy. He, he gives you that balance with his left foot. He's good on the ball. He, he knows the league inside out from his from his time at Derby. You know what I mean? He's he's had a very successful career, and um, and I think it would be a no brainer to go and to go and get him in. So the answer to that is a is a hundred percent yes. There we go. Um, and lastly, uh, Peaches asks uh, Lee Bullen or Karanka, Pulis, Monk or Hutton for Sheffield Wednesday. Who would be the better choice? Oh, to be fair, um, some familiar oh, names in there for you, mate. There is, yeah, especially for me, yeah. Um, I, I, I would go Karanka. I think Karanka's got a track record in this league. He's, um, he, he did all right at Forest, to be fair, before he lost his job. He's got Middlesbrough promoted. He, he, he has a style of football. I think for some of the players what are already there at Sheffield Wednesday, I think he'd enjoy working with because he'd, he'd, he'd enjoy working with um, Big Fletcher. I think, uh, I think. Um, Adam Reach, obviously Westwood in goal. I think he's they've already got a, a strong squad. They just need a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of guidance. Uh, I would go for Karanka, and, and that's not uh, just because he's he, he's he's been successful in my football club, but um, I think he's got a good track out of the league. You know, I mean, he's been he's been in this division a long time, and um, and probably deserves another crack because I don't think he got a fair crack at Nottingham Forest. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um... There we go, that's it. So, uh, guys, you can follow Andy on Twitter at AndyCampbell32. You can follow the show at AceCast underscore Nation or Facebook.com slash AceCast Nation. Uh, I'll be putting up posts for the Q&A questions probably Friday or Saturday and then just use the hashtag AceNationArmy and send your questions in for Andy to answer. We'll be back next week. Uh, all shows, as usual, available video format at YouTube, uh, audio at usual podcasting sites and platforms. Uh, thank you for joining me, mate. My pleasure, mate. It's another good one. I enjoyed that. Yeah, good. And uh, also let us know if you prefer 
it's a slightly shorter version isn't it slightly shorter anyway but like where we sort of focus on three games and then flip through the rest or if you prefer us to go through every single game in detail makes no difference to me i just i'm just the guide and he's the one who provides the expert analysis so there we go thank you for joining me guys thank you for joining me andy and uh, we'll see you next week Sports Social Podcast Network.